I want to make more money. I would break that down. Why do you want to like make more money? I want a big house. Why do you want a big house? So my kids have a backyard to play. Maybe you'll find the deeper meaning when you start asking, continuously asking the why, because even though it may seem shallow on the surface, maybe you really haven't had those honest conversations with yourself to find out why you have that why. Welcome to the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I'm anxiety treatment expert and licensed mental health counselor, Justine Carino. I'm here to help you understand the root of your anxiety so you can create new habits that actually stick. Toxic behavior patterns, dysfunctional relationships, and childhood family trauma are all linked to the anxiety you experience. And that's exactly what we dive into on this podcast. Join me as I guide you through flipping the script on your negative thoughts, setting healthy boundaries in your relationships, and cultivating a self-care practice that's as unique as you are. From my couch to yours, let's create your path to peace. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another episode of the Thoughts from the Couch podcast. I am your host, psychotherapist, and mom of two, Justine Carino. Today, we are talking about the importance of having the right mindset to help you hit your goals. I brought in Nadia Murdoch, the queen of mindset herself, to have this conversation with us. Nadia is a mindset and movement coach and the founder of Nadia Murdoch Fit. She has a background in psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy, and her education and experience are in the interlocking battle of fitness and psychology. Her mission and purpose are to motivate others to adopt a self-positive mindset, leading to healthier choices and body confidence. In this episode, Nadia gives us her best tips for setting the right mindset for achieving goals, what typically gets in the way for women being able to hit their goals, and how busy working moms like you and I can stay motivated to hit their personal goals while trying to take care of everyone else all of the time. So let's get into this episode so you can have the pleasure of meeting Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Thank you so much for speaking with me and my audience today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your career? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Nadia Murdoch. I am the founder of Nadia Murdoch Fit. I'm a mindset and movement coach. So basically, I encourage women to connect their mind and body through fitness and mindset So a lot of the times we're working on one thing and not working on the other, but when we work on it together, it's like that aha moment. And I love helping guide women to that journey. I love that. So what brought you to do this type of work? So I had my own aha moment. Um, What brought me to fitness, however, is not what kept me there. Um, I originally went to fitness wanting to be thin and look like from like a comparison standpoint, thinking I needed to look like a certain way to fit into fitness, to be fit, to be healthy. But along the way, I realized that some of the fittest people, the strongest people, the thinnest people I knew weren't so healthy upstairs in their mind. And so these are little nuggets that I pulled along my way. And I was like, well, I want to address this because I feel like I've traveled that path too. So I was doing really drastic diets. And even though on the outside I looked thin, was I happy? And so the more I was more vulnerable with this story, the more I realized so many people are going through the same thing. And so I've just created that. As I evolve as a person, I feel my company has evolved. And I feel like that is a true representation and reflection 
of who I am. And I think that that's what makes me relatable to my clients. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think there's such a huge connection between the mind and body, right? But you're absolutely right. If we're working on our outsides without working on our insides, we're not going to feel as good or vice versa, right? We need to work on our outsides as, as, you know, in tandem with our insides too. Correct. Correct. And I, you know, like I said before, like I was my own clients, like there were times where I was focusing more on my um, self you know, growth, but not really putting in the work in the gym or moving my body. And I felt it. Um, And then vice versa, like when I was, you know, hitting the gym all the time, but I was just like, why am I so exhausted? Why do I don't still, why do I still feel unfulfilled? And then you start paying closer attention to your relationships, what you do on a daily basis, what you digest, like social media, TV, like, you know, and it's so interesting, like the things I used to love to watch and do, I no longer find interest in. And like, as you evolve as a person, it makes sense why those things no longer interest you or those people you spoke to or the list goes on. (laughs) Totally, totally. So do you work with people one-on-one or is it group setting? Yes. So right now it's one-on-one. I'm working on a course, which will come out later this year. Um, And then I also like to do events and I do speaking engagements. And I think that the biggest thing, the biggest selling power is the personal connection, right? Like you can work with one therapist or one coach, but if you guys aren't, it's like dating. It's if you're not vibing, it's not going to work. And so I think that that's where I really um, make my strong connections with my audience. And and that's how I grow my community. And, you know, if I'm not the mindset coach for you, you, maybe it opens the door for you to explore a coach that is for you. But I just love the idea of sparking that curiosity, um, whether it's going to be me, hopefully, or not, you know, yeah. but it just has to work on both ends. Amazing. I love that you're doing this. I really do. So um, I've also noticed you have some experience with CBT. Can you explain that a little bit to my audience? So if they're Longtime listeners, they know I practice with CBT and therapy. Um, But if this is a first time listener, can you explain that a little bit? Sure, sure. So CBT, um, so I have a BA in psychology. And when I originally started fitness, I always were sprinkling in mindset work. You know, was it well received? Kind of not really, but it was that audience that was strictly looking to build the outside, right? Wasn't really looking to dive into the mindset. And then I had my own hurdle um, in 2020. I was pregnant. My pregnancy was considered or classified as high risk. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to, again, once again, as I evolved, here I go again. So I need to be my own client. I started doing more tapping. I started doing breath work. I started doing more of that stuff. And I was like, okay, this helped get me through my pregnancy. Everything came out fine. He's healthy and fine. I was like, well, what I learned and what I developed as part of who I am, I wanted to find a way to share that. And a lot of it was behavioral. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do my research. And throughout that time, I got certified in cognitive behavioral therapy and really tapping into, you know, cognitive distortions and what we tell ourselves and what was so, Justine, what was so ingrained. And I have to tell you, like connecting with people like you through the articles I've written and just growing that circle just helped to flourish the desire to like, just shout it from the rooftops. Like you can change, you know? And it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And until you're more self-aware of your own behavior, 
you can't change it. Yes, yes, yes. That's so I love that you have your own personal story with this that you can a use to connect with your clients, but b you also have the training yes. in this technique to back it up, which is exactly. huge. I I'm obsessed with CBT. I love it. It's like one of my favorite treatment modalities because I just yeah. see it work for the right clients. You know, I, I see it work. Why well, I love that you said the right clients because that is so true. You have to want, you have to be willing, right? Because like, I feel like sometimes when I present this to like, whether it's a consult or a current client, it gets uncomfortable. And it's like, almost like having to admit like, wait, I have to change or wait, this is what I've been doing all my life. Is it working? Yes. Um, so I think the willingness is so key. Um, I think that is just the changing point. Are you someone who struggles with anxiety and has been searching for a natural product to help you feel some relief? Well, I have an idea for you. Have you heard of Become? Become is a natural supplement designed by female nutritional scientists that was created to help you feel relief from your anxiety symptoms. The ingredients were selected based on common deficiencies linked to anxiety disorders to further enhance overall wellness with a focus on the gut-brain connection in supporting mental well-being. The formulation is informed by an extensive literature review and research study that revealed 93% of participants experienced a reduction in the severity of anxiety symptoms within the first week. Upon completing the trial, there was an average of 41% symptom reduction across all trial participants. As one of my listeners, you will receive 20% off your first order by entering code JUSTINE20 at checkout. The link to order is in my show notes. Well, I could talk shop with you all day, but let's get to our topic. So, you know, the women that listen to my podcast tend to be very ambitious type A people. Mm -hmm. They tend to be the more overachieving, perfectionist type of woman. Mm -hmm. um, they always have a goal in mind, something they're always working on, but they can also get very burnt out when trying mm. to reach goals because there's so many goals they're trying to accomplish. So we need your help with this. I know part of your work is mindset and hitting yes. goals through mindset. So for you, why is mindset so important for hitting personal goals? Oh my gosh, it's such a game changer. I think the important thing, the first and most important thing to do is figure out why you want to achieve that goal. When you have that solid why established, you can attach the proper mindset to it, right? So like if Susie got promoted and you're like, I want to get promoted, but why? right? Is it because Susie got promoted or is because you truly want that promotion? Maybe Susie's promotion has made you think, maybe I don't want to work here. Maybe I want to work abroad. Maybe I want so you that in order to have that mindset, you need to have a growth mindset. So I think when your mindset is limited, like I need to stay in one job for X amount of years, or I need to do it this way. And this is the only way to do it right off the bat, you're going to be limited, right? So in order to achieve your goals, you need to have a growth mindset to think of the various ways you can achieve that one goal, right? It may not be what you planned, but the flexibility and the fluidity you allow yourself to have to achieve that goal is huge, right? And so I think that is that is something that is very hard because when you are type A and very driven, I find you have one set way you want to get you want to get there. But there could be another way to get there 
that is more beneficial for you personally, professionally, mentally, and you have to be open to that. So I think having an open mindset, a growth mindset to achieve that goal and the why you want that, the why behind that goal are two important things to identify. Okay. Two follow-up thoughts. First, if someone's listening and they're like, what's a growth mindset, right? You and I know like growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Can you explain that a little? Sure, sure. So if you have a fixed mindset, you feel that you're born this way, there's nothing you can do to change it. Um, There's no, there's no, that's just it. That's the cards you're dealt. Um, If you have a growth mindset, you believe in, uh, you know, things can change. You, You are not Um, There's open to um, the possibilities are endless, so to speak. So whether you educate yourself or you connect with new people or you change your circumstances, you can be whatever you want to be as cliche as that sounds, but it's so true. Um, And so I think a lot of people, especially like the fixed mindset could also be like environmental, right? Like if your family is like this, like this is how we are. We're hard workers. This is how we, this is our grind, Right. Um, when you start to color outside the lines of what you've been taught, then you start to, you know, it's a, it's a heavy, it's a heavy load, but like, you may think like you question yourself, well, can I be this? Because if you've been taught, you can only be this, you grew up here. This is your environment. This is what I did. You will do this too. You know, you feel limited, but honestly, you can be whatever you want to be. And I think the growth mindset really comes just seen from like connecting with people that think that way mm-hmm. or connecting with people outside of your current environment that are thinking the way that is holding you back. Yes, yes, yes. You know, research shows that psychological flexibility, you know, the ability to to shift your thinking yeah. and adapt to circumstances is one of the biggest predictors of happiness for people, right? So when we're fixed and we're rigid, we think there's only one solution. This is the mm-hmm. only way. We can't think yeah. outside the box. We're the destiny's predetermined. Yeah. But when we can be psychologically flexible, even with small things, right? You thought you were going to work today and then your car broke down and now yep. you have to shift your day to virtual, right? Ah, you could be stuck in the, I'm supposed to be at work right now. Why is my, right? If we could be psychologically flexible and be like, okay, yep. out of my control, I need to adapt. We right. have a better day, right? Yep. So, yep. Okay. So that was my one thought. My next thing, as you're saying this, the why behind the goal, I, th- I agree with you. I want your perspective. Sometimes the why can be this really deep, meaningful, powerful why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be a shallow why, right? Mm. Like why, why? Well, I want to make more money, right? Mm. Like I want, that's my why. I just want to earn money, right? Or the, uh, the, or the why could be, I want a deeper connection with my children, right? Very different whys yeah. are from what you find. Are people happy or able to stick to a goal when it's a shallow why or a deep why? Does it matter the type of why when it comes to hitting a goal? Love that question. Yes, to me, it does matter. I think if it's more shallow, I'll give myself as an example, when I wanted to lose weight, I just wanted to lose weight for aesthetic purposes. Did I lose the weight? Yes. Was I starving? Yes. Was I healthy? Not really. Right. But when I wanted to lose the weight because I wanted not to have um, high blood pressure or I wanted a healthy thyroid, I learned so much more when I changed the connection to the why, Mm -hmm. like I started learning about supplement. It wasn't just about working out. It became now this vast opportunity of not acquiring knowledge. 
Um, so even if it is shallow, I want to make more money. I would break that down. Why do you want to make more money? I want a big house. Why do you want a big house? So my kids have a backyard to play. Maybe you'll find the deeper meaning when you start asking, continuously asking the why, because even though it may seem shallow on the surface, maybe you really haven't had those honest conversations with yourself to find out why you have that why. Love that. I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like it's really easy to want something and have a goal due to appearance, materialism, bank account, zip code, like, you know what I mean? Like all those surface level things that we think will bring us happiness. And as you pointed out, we can attain those things, Mm -hmm. but that isn't going to feel the same way as when it's a deeper, more meaningful why behind the goal. And will it be consistent, right? Like Mm -hmm. if it's just like, like, like what I said with the diet, like, is that going to be consistent? Okay. Now you've made more money, but you have a boss that's horrible. You work long hours. You never see your kids. Like you have to, it makes you start to question what's important to you in life. And not to say we don't need financial freedom. Of course we do. But like, I think that there's so much you can learn along the way to achieving that, that, that financial goal. Totally agree with you. Okay. So what do you think typically gets in the way of women being able to hit these personal goals? that they have for themselves, whether it's weight loss or career or something in motherhood, what gets in the way for hitting goals? So many things. Okay. I think number one is consistency. Uh, Number two, comparison. And number three, not acknowledging your accomplishments. So I think also making the goal way too big and feeling defeated and then saying, screw this, I'm not doing it. So I'll, I'll start from the, the latter. So when you make the goal too big and you 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 feel you re- you're literally accomplishing things towards that goal but because the goal is so big you can't even recognize the many accomplishments you're making towards that goal that you feel like you're not making any progress so whether it's weight loss you may not have lost a pound but maybe now you can bench press x and you couldn't do that before but because that weight hasn't shifted or that that tape measure hasn't moved to you it's a failure So once again, the growth mindset, looking at things differently, you know, consistency. I think once again, if you don't have the patience and you don't break it down smaller, you get defeated. And so therefore you're not consistent. And then you're like, "Ah, forget this. I'll start over. And that's why resolutions are total bullshit. Sorry, total BS. (laughs) They don't work, you know, because you, you put this time frame on such a big goal that you're not even, I feel like goals should be an enjoyable process that you learn from. It shouldn't just be like a deadline that you didn't achieve. And like, because that's where the learning happens and that's where the growth happens. And I feel like we should always be doing goals throughout our entire life. It shouldn't just be like January or just one goal for the year. I think every day should have a goal every month. You know, that's how you grow as a person. Do you wake up feeling like there are not enough hours in the day to get everything done? Feel a pit in your stomach when you get constructive criticism? Or find yourself pressured to make everyone happy all of the time? Then you're probably struggling with anxiety due to habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and overachievement. You don't have to live in this state of being anymore. 
I have taken every ounce of my knowledge and over 10 years of experience as a licensed mental health counselor to design my first online course, The Path to Peace. The Path to Peace is a self-guided program where you'll learn my five core pillars to anxiety management in just seven days. The techniques in this course are proven to help you effectively manage your worry thoughts so you can feel at ease throughout your day, understand the beliefs that drive your need to please, and so you can clarify and prioritize what you truly want and learn how to slow down and say no more often so you have more time for yourself and what you love. You can learn more about the path to peace by clicking the link in the show notes or heading to carinocounseling.com. I love that you brought up like feeling good about the goal. If you're a goal-oriented person, you know your brain works in the way that you can make a goal out of every, anything. Um, and I think we're so focused at times with a narrative that we have to stay committed to things. Um, and so we're afraid to quit, right? Especially yeah. the overachiever, the ambitious woman, the the perfectionist, like quitting, I won't quit, right? <laughs> but sometimes I think, and I want to hear your opinion, it's okay to quit. It's mm-hmm. smart to quit. And mm-hmm. like, what happens like... If you are no longer feeling good about that goal you mm-hmm. once set, right? Like maybe you set a good goal for yourself and you've been focused on it and you're not seeing results and it's sucking up your time and you have this this resentment towards this goal. Is it okay to give it up? Because I think that person might be like, oh, I'm a quitter. How dare I quit? I'm just quitting because it doesn't feel good. I'm running away from a challenge. What are your thoughts on that? I love this. Um, So from my own personal story, I joined a workout facility. I won't name it. And I was like, I'm going to this place. And it was a grueling workout. Every workout was grueling. And I was like, I can do this. You know, I'm strong. And this was after my second son. So it's pretty recent. And then again, I learned from this. I was just like, "Um, this doesn't feel good. My ankle hurts. My knee hurts. Um, there's zero to little stretching. Um, this doesn't work for me, but do I quit? Yes, because this is hurting me. Right. But did I learn from something from it? Yes. I learned I could do X. I learned that I could, you know, I am a runner. You know, I used to tell myself all the time, I'm not a runner. I proved to myself that I can run long distance. And so there is always something that if you come to the point and it doesn't feel good, your body will always tell you, right? Mind, physical, whatever. Listen to your body, right? And then look at the lessons you learn from whatever you're quitting and create a new plan, right? There's no like judge of, you know, like you're your own judge. We <laughs> feel know? like there's this imaginary judge exactly. that we have to report to. Exactly. Uh, self-disclosure like I'm in therapy I'm a therapist so I love therapy I go to therapy therapists have stuff to talk about and my therapist she's amazing she said like you know Justine it sounds like you're afraid to step away from the plan like if you're you feel safe when you have a plan and when you step away from the plan you feel a little unsafe and that like blew my mind like yes like it's if I step away from a plan or commitment I feel like there's this invisible judge that's going to come down and be like, yep. you're not allowed to abort mission, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I made up the rule myself in my right. head. Like I can change my mind. People right. are allowed to change their goals. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think, you know, 
that imaginary, you know, boss. And also I think you think that everyone's looking at you like, what will they say? You know, and it's like, nobody's paying attention. No one cares. They're they're focused on their own game and their own situation. And it's these stories we tell ourselves. And I think as, as like entrepreneurs and women that are driven, it's just, I think that's just natural, but I think it's time. Like you just have to catch yourself in the moment, talk yourself off the ledge and decide what's best for you. Yeah, totally. Totally. So how do you think busy working moms like you and I with little kids can stay motivated to Mm. hit their own personal goals while trying to take care of everyone else in their life? And I I think there's a difference between motivation and discipline. So I want to hear your perspective on all that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, When I find that I'm tired, I know I need to take take a moment and like, okay, what do I need to eliminate, right? I think I might be trying to do too much. Shonda Rhimes, I saw a video recently said that you're not going to be great in all arenas of your life all the time. So she's like, the time I was doing an Emmy, I was missing basketball practice or whatever. And I think that that's something like, and I don't think that we should have to choose, right? But I think we also need to learn to make peace with that, right? We may not, we can't be everything to everybody all the time. And I think when we make peace with that, we can be happy with the semi-happy with the decisions that we make, right? Um, and I also think in the long run, it sets a really good example to our family, to our kids. Like, wow, mom, mom did that for me. She was there for me, but she did that for herself. Because I feel like, I know for me, my mom was a nurse and like, it was something I was so proud of. And so it really instilled in me to want to have my own career. So like, as much as we think we're not there for our kids, we're teaching them so much more in so many other ways. And so I think that's important to remember. Um, And then how you, I think the other part of your question is just how to like survive with that. (laughs) I think Um, connecting with like-minded moms, you know, who are going through the same thing, like, like you, like I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be late. And you're like, I get it. You know? And then you don't feel judged. I think a lot of times we worry about being judged and not measuring up and not filling all these buckets. So I think the more we can vent to people that get it or connect with people that may, Hey, I'm going through this. You should try this and have that source of community. You know, you feel less alone. And last, I would say, make sure you're filling up your cup, right? So I listen to podcasts. I make sure I hit, I go to the gym. That's, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel good, make sure you're doing it because it's so easy to be like, so-and-so's play performance. I'm not going to do it, you know, but make sure you do what you need to do on the other days, because I feel my energy shift when I make sure that I'm doing what I need to do for me. And so then I could be more present for my family. I love that. And that kind of speaks to, I have another episode, a solo episode where I talk about the importance of creating your own mental health routine as a mom. Like there's things we need to do either daily, weekly, or monthly to just fill that cup and feel a little bit grounded there. Yeah. But I'm also thinking for like the busy working mom and goal setting, I think it also circles back to what you said in the beginning of this episode of like, are your goals realistic like are they too big like Mm. the biggest shift for me pre-motherhood and motherhood is once i became a mother i still tried to accomplish the goals for myself as quickly 
as I did without a kid. And I quickly learned you can't do that. And then I did it to myself again when I had a second kid. I was like, oh, (laughs) I can hit the goals. Like I could go at the pace of having one kid. And I don't know about for you, but like having two felt like having 10. Yeah. knocked me off my feet like it was a rough time in my life i'm still in it i am still like whoa what's going on like it we is- had the pandemic babies too yeah. so it was a rough time so yeah. i think the expectation it took me a while to realize oh maybe i can't work as much as i did with one kid i have yeah. two sets of demands now i have a kid who has preschool stuff and i'm breastfeeding like double whammy double time blah 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 so i think it's really getting realistic of the stage of life you're at and what you can actually accomplish. And I think that circles back to the big goal thing you were talking about. Yeah. I like that. Um, you said that like before I was thinking just about that the other night, I was like, going to try and work on my computer. Once the kids were down, I was like, I'm tired. I can't do this. And I remember the times, even after my first son, I would hop on that computer. I would, you know, churn out stuff. But I was like, this is a prime example of what you talked about before, like not quitting, but like listening to yourself. Like if you are tired, you need rest, right? So if I force myself to do half-ass work late at night, now I'm tired the next day, can't do the work I need, you know, so it's a domino effect. So you really need to be honest with yourself. And I think that's hard. I think another thing I'd like to add is learning to delegate or getting support Um, whether it's a VA, a virtual assistant, um, you know, whatever, like that's something as solopreneurs along the way, you're like, okay, got to start building out a team or figuring something out um, to get that support. Totally agree. I love that you brought up the after bedtime work. I used to do the same thing. Like, okay, I have a good hour to two hours to crank these things out when the kids are asleep. First of all, it interrupted like how pleasant bedtime could be because I'm like get to sleep like and then I'm like just go to bed so then I was like anxious and angry that they weren't in sleep perfectly yeah. on time which delayed my work right? right and I'm sitting there exhausted wishing that I wasn't having to do the work so I made yep. a rule with myself I'm like I am no longer doing any work I don't care what it is after yep. 8 p.m that yep. is me time I will put it on my calendar for the next day and then know what that'll teach me lessons stop committing over committing to yourself yes. that you have to do work at 8 p.m. No yes. longer will I overcommit myself. I don't care what it is. That is, I love that you said that because now it makes me so much more selective onto things. Cause I used to be like, yes, yes, opportunities. And then now I'm like, sorry, I just, <laughs> I will yeah. not work at 8 p.m. No. I will then go to sleep. If I need yes. to sleep, I will watch my show. I will yes. maybe talk to my husband. For right. One. Exactly. Right. If there's, yes. Take care of myself <laughs> yeah. and not do the eight. Once in a blue moon, I'll cross that line. Obviously, if a right. client is like in crisis and I, right. I need to, but yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, any other tips you want to throw at us about how to stay consistent with goals? Um, I think it's important. And I kind of touched upon this too, like beware of the conversations you're having, not only with others, but with yourself. So the conversations you're having with others can either support or deter the conversations you have in your head. So if you have a goal and someone says, even a client said to me, um, you know, she posted a picture and she said, her friend said, why did you post that picture? She was so proud to post that picture, but the friend's like, why did you, but the friend's just not on that may not have been malicious, but it wasn't helpful, you know? And so you have to be very, and this comes back to self-awareness, right? Like paying attention to where you are 
sharing information, where you're getting information. And I think that is just something that happens every day that we don't really pay attention to. And it can really be a huge shift um, towards that goal. That's such good advice. Such, such good advice. Well, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom. How (laughs) can people find you and connect with you? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, You can find me on my website, NadiaMurdochFit.com. You can find me on Instagram at Nadia Murdoch. And if you are on TikTok, like everybody else, at Nadia M. Fit. Amazing. I'll make sure we have all that in our show notes so people can connect. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Happy to come back again. Thank you so much, Justine. Thanks. Oh my God. I love Nadia. I feel like I could talk to her all day about this topic. She gave such good advice. And I really, I keep thinking about this idea of not having goals that are too big for you right now. And why I like that is because I feel like there's so many coaches out there that are like set big, unattainable, unrealistic goals for yourself, which yes, I, I, I agree. Like we should have big dreams. I believe in big dreams, but sometimes for the overachieving perfectionist, we take those big dreams literally, like we need to have them happen tomorrow. And if they don't happen tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed and resentful and all the things. So I think we really have to honor where we are as working mothers on how much we can actually handle right now in whatever season you're in. Maybe you wait till all your kids are in elementary school and you have a little bit more time in the day to work on a goal or all your kids are sleeping and you have more time to work on a goal, right? The different seasons of life might determine what's actually realistic for us. Anyway, if you like this episode, you may also like episode 40, which I mentioned is one of my solo episodes called Creating Your Mental Health Routine as a Working Mom. In there, I break down how I teach clients to habituate and prioritize their best coping mechanisms for anxiety and stress management. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate this podcast so I can get the content out into the world and support more people on their mental health journeys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the information shared during this episode. For complimentary anxiety management tools, you can head over to my website, carinocounseling.com. Thank you so much for listening and go enjoy all the moments your day has to offer you.